On today's episode, Dave interviews actress Mo Collins. Mo has appeared on Mad TV and Parks and Recreation. I am Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy. Do you have a lot of stuff? No. No, I don't. I don't. I remember when I was divorced, that was one of the best things about the divorce. The house purge? Oh, fucking house purge. I had the biggest dumpster you can get, and that house was cleansed. I I mean, it was amazing, because I also was, you know, court-ordered to sell my house. Uh Oh, you had to sell your house. Well, then I didn't sell my house, because uh, I remembered my balls. And, uh... (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, so you, you didn't sell your house, so you kept your fucking house. Yeah, I went into complete uh, financial hell to do it. I wasn't. I didn't have any money. This person, you know, that I was married to, wanted half the value. Here, there's that word. Right. The value. So the market people came in and said, "Well, right now this house is valued at this." Well, that was at the top of the market. I know, right? And it's like, well, I bought it for this, and this right. is how much I put into it, and he didn't put into it at all. In fact, his name wasn't on the title. Mm. But now right. he wants half this value. Well, I didn't have, I don't have that kind of money. I wasn't working. It's like, what do you mean, a quarter of a million dollars? I have to pay this fellow. <laughs> I love that he's a fellow. Are you serious? Right, 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 right. Well, how does that even work? So you I've never got had bo- that much money in my bank account. Right. Do you know what I mean? So I was court ordered to sell the house that, you know, I wanted to keep for our son to right. continue. I mean, my block is loaded with boys. They call them the Radford boys. And mm-hmm. they're, there's an incredible, unique friendship there, a bond that will never be broken. So a week after it was on the market, and I couldn't take it, I... Did, it, was there, did you have realtors come in and, and sell, show them? Yeah, things? I had a realtor. I, I did six months of, uh, or six weeks of, like, uh, redid bathroom. Do you know what I mean? Got right. it. Got it ready for sell. Right. You know, you got to go through this whole thing. Paint, blah, all right. of it. Fix right. everything. Had it on the market for a week, and I, I couldn't take it. People coming into my home. I know. I like, what the hell are you doing here? You're not going to live here. <laughs> <laughs> You're so wrong. Get out. <laughs> you know? So I went online, and I found one of those shitty mortgages that got everybody into trouble. Right. Do you know what I mean? Where, right. like, every day, the, your mortgage would raise. Right. But it, I, it would, I basically bought my house again. And uh, jacked up. I don't. I don't even know how I did it. I, I may have, you know, shown my tit here or there. To it's just so. I think. I think it's just the thing that hooked you in was the Radford boys. This, in in a crumbled marriage. Right. Right. Uh, you you will do anything you can to make sure that your your child still has foundation. Right, because right, my foundation broke when the marriage broke. It's right. gone. So I got to start new. But what can I do for my kid? Right. This is his home. His friendships are, and truly, these boys are, I mean, they're, they're what is it, 12, I think 12 years, 13, I've been in the house. They're 13 years deep into a serious bond. You know, I mean, they, they right. have the band together. They play out, you know, they're... Even though two are off to college, they're still, they're still, like, they're together all the time. Right. All the time. So That's just so it was worth awesome. It. it was worth so, it. And it's also, he's an only child. Yeah. 
Yeah, so the, these are his brothers. Right. They are his brothers. Beyond, I mean, it's, you know, they they openly say they love each other, they hug. You know, it's it's a rare, it, it always was, it was always rare. Do you know what I mean? I could see that it was rare. It was like a glimpse into the 50s or 70s or something. Like, these boys are, these boys are, are good. Oh, my God. That's so, so moving. I, that's so beautiful. I couldn't, I couldn't leave that. Right. You know? Right. Right. No way. And my house was the hub. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? I I was the hub house. Right. I that was, everybody came to. Plus, it was, yeah. it was really important for the neighborhood for you to it, be there, it too. It kind of was because, uh, you know, a lot of these boys, their home situation was really unstable. In fact, during the course of the years, at one point, Danny was with us for a year. Philip stayed with us for six months, you know, while their families were crumbled or you know Jesus. one was homeless it was like he and his mother I had in for a while because it's like he's tapping on the window late at night I'm like what are you doing where's your mother he's like she's in the car where's your home we lost it get in <laughs> you know it's right. like get in here right right so right yeah the, the house served the house has the home has served a number of of people you know a number of people. That that home is just. It's. I'll, I don't know how I would ever be able to sell it because it has served so many people, myself included. That was just. That's what I was. You thinking. know, and it's been, uh, you know, a privilege to be, the. The lady of that house. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's well, like it's it's taught you so much in oh that, and the God. struggle that you had in order to get it back. The made, again. Right, but it also it. it I, I think about it, and also um, that whole experience of your divorce, I know for me it's the same thing. The experience of my divorce has made me such a fucking stronger person yeah. and so much more grounded and has shown me the importance of friends and connections and yeah. wanting something and working so fucking hard, Mo. So fucking hard. So hard to get that. And being taken advantage of is like, who do you think I am? You know I'm not making any money. You want you want all this money. Right. It's come down to money. Why does it always come down to money? Because money is, money is a weapon. Oh, it's horrible. It's really fucking horrible. I was looking at your, um, Joel Murray was here yesterday, and uh, I was looking at your uh, your account? IMDb. Oh, I was looking at your bank account, what? and I was looking through your windows, <laughs> tapping on it, going, "Can I come in, Lauren? I would like to come in." Um, I was looking it's at online. I was looking, are looking at all to the see work what they can get from you. <laughs> I was looking at all this. I was looking at all the stuff that you've done, and I was I was thinking that, and Joel was saying the same thing. Because I've done a lot of stuff, but at the end of the day, it's not. I haven't made a lot of money. Ah. Uh. But I have been just so happy with where, what, where I am right now as an yeah. artist. Yes, I, I, I agree with you on that. I do. There's times, of course, where yeah, your head spins and you go, "This should count for something financially." Right. You know, it just doesn't, and so that's my course. That's my course. That's all right. You know, Kristen Wiig got the financial path. Same right. fucking story. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Same damn characters. Right. But uh, we are handed our, 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 our story. Right. The universe gives you your story. And, and it's you about just, the acceptance of it. Yeah. It's like what I'm getting from my story is as long as you decide to be the person that gets everything you need to get from it. Right. What do you mean by that? All the all the lessons, all uh-huh, of, all uh-huh. of the gratefulness, all of whatever it is, all the all the things. Right. You know, the gratefulness is so important. It's important. 
there's oftentimes I have to force myself to either, you know, sit and write down or just in my brain, you know, time to make the grateful list. Right. You just do that because you are feeling a little too bitter right now, Mo. Right. And it's not good. Make your grateful list. Right. And does it help? Oh, always. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where did you learn to do that? AA. Okay. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was that was a very important lesson. Right. Yeah. The idea of 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 being grateful, and there's that phrase that uh, Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith, I think he said it, um, replacing ambition with gratefulness. The idea of being present here, yeah. and I think what playing playing with you, improvising with you, and also watching some of the stuff that you do. There's a joy that you bring in those moments that you're presenting yourself. There's just a joy and an energy that flows, and there's nothing in it other than the presentness that that I that I see. Yeah, it's pure love. It absolutely is yeah, pure love. It's pure love. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what improv is for me. It's just mm-hmm. pure love. And I, and you 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 go from one thing to another thing to another thing in the way that and I think that this is what a lot of uh, us artists do is we look at something and 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 we just get so energized by it and so inspired by that yeah, thing yeah. and it, we cannot not have it. I, I I think you're right. We cannot not have it because of who we are. Right. You know, it's like if I'm up on that stage with somebody like yourself, mm-hmm. who it's an absolute joy to just. Just take the ride. Do you know what I mean? I know. Go, I'm going to go on this ride now. Right. With my friend. I know. And that's the way. We're going to go on a ride. And when I first saw you, I was like, that person, I want to go, I want to go that that's person. That's how I am with it now. Right. You know, it's it's like why I want to do with you and why I also, um, I saw Tilt Tyree oh, yeah. doing some improv and I went, I want to take a ride with him. Right. You know, you come like a five-year-old, like, um... You know, I want to go on a rock. You want to go on the teeter-totter with me? You know? You want to go down right. the slide with me? But isn't it also like your your relationship uh, with your boyfriend? Right? Yeah. That's, I see the joy that you guys have, like, online and the way that you, sh- <laughs> you know, the way that you you, you, you share your love oh with each other. Yeah. And, it, it's re- and, and I know that people who watch us perform um, get a joy out of it. And so watching, seeing your relationship yeah. and to be witness to that, what you let us be witness to, is just so inspiring. And I don't know that we know that. And we're in such a weird time right now to be able to share that kind of shit with people. We talk about that, uh, Alex and I, who is now my fiancé. Oh, Mazel Tov. Yeah. Um, we talk about that because we do get so many people commenting about our relationship. Mm-hmm. And and we just thought, well, yeah, this is extremely unique. And we, we know that. We know that being inside of it and both of us having gone through marriages and Right. Various relationships. It's like we know how special this is. We know it's unique. We know that people would give their left nut to have what we have. Right. We have it. We have it. Holy shit, we have it. I know. I, I, I mean, I'm 47, and I have that. Right. Holy cow. And what you had to the the, All the, that the journey through. that you had to go to get there. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I can't speak anymore. Um, it's it blows my mind. It right. blows my mind that I found this person. We right. found each other. I can't even... Because, yeah, it's... The pictures that you see are... What you're getting from them is true. Right. <laughs> it doesn't even begin, actually, to cover what's really going on there. But we see the top of the iceberg, yeah. and we know that there's a lot... We love to share that. Yeah. People, some people I know poo-poo, uh, you know... 
public public displays of affection or being too lovey-dovey and all that. And you're like, really? Really? Too much lovey-dovey? I know. Are you serious? I know. How much TMZ bullshit do you need? How much Mitt Romney crap shoved up your A-bag are you going to take? You can't stand a little lovey-dovey? Get the fuck off my page. Yeah, yeah. That's all you got to do. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it because I so hear a lot of people. Of it. It's know, we, good stuff. It is good stuff. And we share a lot. Like, Laura and I will share a lot. And there are people that I've heard say to me, um, <laughs> really? I'm like, yeah, really? Yeah. Like, what's your fucking problem? What is your problem? Jealousy. I don't it's understand it. or I something. Th- I right. don't know. I don't know. It's a know. fear. And it's a fear of like, why don't I have that? Or what's going on with me? Why? I, I yeah. don't understand it at all. How about this? It's proof you can have it. It's right. Pro- it's proof it happens in a day and age where we, you know, see every relationship crumbling in front of our eyes. Publicly. And the negativity. And the negativity. Oh, it's everywhere. It's like... People don't know what to do with a spoonful of positivity. I also think like that people song. don't know that they're responsible, and I'm, I'm not—I don't—I'm not a friend of Bill, but I don't know that they're responsible we're, for that. We're old acquaintances now, but yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying I've never—I've never been through through the program, yeah. but I do know that a lot of what I think and feel really uh, it parallels that. Yeah. And I and I think that we've got to make sure that because I hear people say things like, "Oh my God, I'm I, tomorrow I got to go to the dentist and it's going to be awful." I'm going, "Why do you think that?" Yeah. What, you don't understand what I mean? I'm yeah. just saying, you use that word awful. That word awful is in your lexicon right yeah. now. So you're setting yourself up for awful. Or yeah. somebody saying... Is it really going to be awful? Right. Like, really? Think about it. It's it, it sort of like if you actually go into the thought process of it, go, okay, I'm going to lay there, lay back in a chair for a little bit. There's going to be that bright light on me. Right. They'll come in. We'll make mindless chatter. Right. So far, that's not so bad. <laughs> um... They're going to dig into my teeth, and you recall, well, I did that before. Right. Didn't kill me. No. Really wasn't that bad, now was it? It's like, so rethink your phrase. Going to the dentist tomorrow. Here's hoping for a clean bill of health. Going to the dentist. How about this? Going to the dentist tomorrow. Period. Going to the dentist tomorrow. Period. Period. That's it. Yeah. I'm going to the dentist tomorrow. Oh, good for you. Right. That's great. You have a good dentist? I love my dentist. That's wonderful. We don't fucking talk at all. Yeah. I don't know. All that I know is I know this face of him, and yeah. that's it. If I saw him, on the, I couldn't pick him out in a lineup. Yeah. I really could not pick him out in a lineup. I did this to my dentist. He, he We made an appointment, and he said, uh, what time do you want? And this is a true story. He said, um... What time do you? Uh, what time can can you meet? Uh, can you come to the to the appointment? And I said, I don't know. What, when do you have an appointment open? He goes two thirty. And I said, I know the joke in my head. A kid's joke is like, when does a Chinaman go to the dentist at two thirty? Two thirty. Oh. Okay. Right. So oh. he's Asian. So I didn't say oh, that. Oh no. That's I so said. Good. I said. Um, oh, that's when you go to God. the dentist. Two thirty. And he went. What do you mean? And I said two oh, thirty. No. And he said. Oh. 2.30. And then he did this. He lost his shit laughing so hard. Oh, that's so incredible. And I was thinking, if they, there's one dentist joke, and that's it. That's it. And you don't know that joke? He gets on the phone, calls his wife, and he says, and it's speakerphone, calls his wife and says, um, uh, M, that's her name, M. Um, uh, what time do you what time do you go to the dentist? What time are you supposed to go to the dentist? And she goes, when there's an appointment available. I'm like, what about two thirty? And she goes, I don't know. Look at the book. And, and he says, no, two thirty. And she went, what do you mean, two thirty? And then she lost her shit. It was one of the most satisfying. Do you suppose they never heard it because they were Asian? Could be. Do you know what I mean? Like right. they, he, I mean, 
But I love that that, in this, it's no mistake you're in the business of comedy because those divine moments come in like that where it's like, and you take that risk. Right. And you get a busted up laughing Hilarious, you know. You get what you don't. I mean, you, you, you get, get what, what you get. But, you, but it's also but you get that. what you don't expect. That was that's that's a that's a great great moment. I loved it. I'm gonna yeah. Here. Um, I'm gonna let some noise in. I let some noise in. Yeah. It's just too quiet. I can't take, <laughs> I can't take a fucking quiet. I love that the school's not in session right now. Um, oh, yeah. I was here and uh, I was thinking, well, okay, I got it. I got this apartment across the street from the school, but that's what's that going to be like? And <laughs> suddenly, like one day, it's like at lunchtime, they open the doors, but before they open the doors, they go, okay, we're gonna open the doors. Scream as much as you can when we open the door. So they open the door and go, I'm a child, I'm running around. And at first I was like, what's this? And then you go, I love this so much. Oh. And they have presentations outside. Oh. And, you know, you grew up in Minnesota, right? Yeah. So you don't know outside school, no. you know, in February. No. But they let these kids outside and the teachers will teach them hula dances. And you get these third graders doing hulas. That's and it's great. Like, and they play the hula music. And oh. it's like, I want to take pictures, but I don't want to be you that guy. You don't want guy. to be a pedophile across the street. No, right? As it is, I really, I don't even walk in it's the kitchen risky. with a robe. You're I'm risky. Like, this is real risky what you've done here. <laughs> exactly. Dude, you can never even peek out your curtains. No, to, I can't. Like, and if I do, I have to like wear, I can't even wear, I'm like, I was thinking wear a coat, but it's like. That, no, that don't. Guy? Yeah. No, can't you wear gotta it. Just, you got to open it up real, real like. Bright light, like, hey kids! Hey, but even then, they're like, ah! no matter no, what you say, <laughs> exactly. No matter what you say, it's like, ah! no, no. no matter what, because they're gonna choose the negative. Uh, a lot. I was uh, just going back to that positivity because I just love that about that. Um, you growing up where you grew up, did that have to do with your positivity, or what? what yeah. What changed that? I mean, what what brought that to you? Were you always like that? Um, yes. Really? Yeah. Do you have a temper? No. no. The way you said that was very uh, Minnesota. No. Don't, yeah. No, don't have a temper. I don't, I don't have a temper. I don't have a temper. I don't. I'm too, yeah, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty even keel. I'm pretty quiet. Certainly I've had my moments, you know, but the, they're, do I have a temper? No. Uh-huh. No. Wow. I, I can't really say that. I think I used to have more of one. Um, but even so, it was fleeting. Uh-huh. Uh, and, was and, that a high school thing? or No, uh-huh. definitely not. No. Um, I don't know when... when ah, I don't know. I don't know that I've really had like this big temper comparatively. Oh, I've, you know had, I've I mean? had such bad. I I used to be. I have a, an awful temper. Really? Oh, I used to be so mad and angry, and then one day I went, "Oh, I don't have to do that." Yeah, it's it's <laughs> tiresome. It's so, it's like jealousy. Yeah, it's it's. I, I find it really doesn't serve. You know, there have been times I've certainly raised my voice as a parent or whatever, and it's like, ah. Oh, that is gross. It's really gross. It's just gross. I, I saw a man yeah. pick up his two kids at a school uh, around the corner from a drop-in class, and uh, he was wearing a suit, and his two kids were wearing suits from school. They were maybe in seventh grade or no fifth grade, fifth grade and third grade. I'm going to say. Yeah. And he was laying into those kids, and you know what? I don't know what I don't know anything about it, mm-hmm. but I'm looking at and at that moment, it was so ugly. Because yeah. I don't know the history of it, right. and I'm not going to come up and, go, and say, how dare you talk to your children that way, because that's none of my fucking business. Yeah. 
It doesn't have to be like that, though. No. No. You know, it's like uh, if you talk to my son, you'll and about his upbringing. It's like he has two calm parents. Uh, we never fought. You know, uh-huh. uh, which is probably why the marriage didn't last. You know, not enough work done uh-huh. there, not enough communication. Uh-huh. Um, but he would say he grew up in a quiet household, very, very peaceful, mellow. My ho- my home is very quiet. Uh huh. You know, it's uh, with great bursts of laughter that will suddenly happen. <sighs> God, Do you that's, know what why, I mean? that's why it's a fucking hub. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it would, it's certainly quieter now that uh, my son Cullen is, you know, he's 17 and gone a lot. He's very busy. But uh, when the house was the hub, you know, it was, it was louder just with kids playing. Right. You know, swimming in the pool and, <sighs> you know. There's also something about driving by a house like that and you go, that house makes me think of peace. Do you understand what I mean? Like it's like 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 and people in the neighbor going, ah, oh, there's a shelter right there. There's a sanctuary right there. That yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the front of. I'm, I think I've always liked the front of my house because it's, um, it's so completely modest and small looking. You would not suspect all the big things happening behind it. <laughs> I love that about it. I've always thought that about my home. It's just right. like, and I leave my curtains open. I leave my place very open. Like. Mm-hmm. Cause Look you're, in. Yeah, yeah. Look in. Yeah. Oh boy, it's really great. And you've you've you you've been in LA for how long? Came out in ninety seven, ninety eight. What was it? Ninety seven. Oh, so you you? I was here in ninety five. So you were here in ninety seven. Straight from uh, Brave New Workshop, or did you go to somewhere before that? No, I I had. Uh, I was at Brave New Workshop when I was real young. That was I, I started there when I was like 20. Mm-hmm. And uh, from there, I actually did a stint in Orlando, Florida, working for Disney. Were you part of those the, the Wayne Brady guys? Were you no, there then? No, I was not. I was uh, opened. I was a street performer uh-huh. at, when they opened MGM. I was oh, in so a, you, so a physical... Con- there were four of us that did, like, you know, Keystone Cops. And so I did... You know, eight hours a day of like circus training for that, uh, which was phenomenal. That's awesome. Phenomenal. So juggling? No, uh, we would come up with routines with like we also played public works group. We were called the Everything Truck. The public works was was that the area that was that that there was an MGM Pu- unit? Was it Disney MGM? Disney MGM. Disney MGM, which is the movies. Right. You know, it's all about the movies, and so we had Hollywood Boulevard was right. part of the. Th- the theme park there, and they had all of these characters that were part of Hollywood Boulevard, uh-huh. like the gossip columnist, the taxi driver, uh-huh. um, the starlet, the girl off the bus, you know, things like that. But I was part of uh, what was called the Everything Truck, and we drove this vintage truck, and inside it, we were either dressed as public works, Keystone Cops, or a movie crew. Mm-hmm. And there were four of us, and we were clowns, uh, not with clown makeup, but we had come up with these characters and so we would pull out of the truck you know like if it was public works we're hauling out ladders and two by fours and doing all this stuff but it was improvised a lot of it was improv as well Mm -hmm. but we did have some set routines because obviously you know a two by four coming at your face you should probably know a little clown work a little little something about how to handle that but uh, we did a lot of improv with it too do you remember the people that you were with? yes uh, 
it's so funny. Well, Paul Vogt, who ended up doing Mad TV with me. <laughs> How crazy is that? Like, talk about <laughs> in, insane. Because uh, I, we I was 25 down in Orlando, you right. know? And here, years later, Paulie and I are on the same show living in Los Angeles and I'm about to blow your mind. We live on the same block. Shut the fuck up. It's so weird. It's so crazy how that worked out. Completely, completely random. I mean, I didn't say, you know, come live on my block. Uh, that's where he found a house. Isn't that nuts? On the block that you're at now? Yes. A house. He bought a house. It wasn't just like, that is an apartment. I'm going to live in the apartment. No, he bought a house. Jesus. Crazy, right? And he has a twin brother, Peter. Mm-hmm. And so it was the those two, which was hilarious, the two twins, you know, and Joe Wesson, who is actually still down doing, doing, uh, he, he was like true clown. He came into it as a clown. Like he'd been Ringling Brothers and he's genius at it. I, I was just down there teaching classes down there for a week. Oh, at, wow. Uh, at, uh, not at the Disney, at, not at Disney, but at a place called SAC. Uh, yeah, Sack Theater. I remember. Well, at the, yeah. braiding those guys, I, I would go see them. Yes. Oh, you go see were, those guys. Yeah, they were terrific. I mean, we're all improvisers because it's like, I also then, when Pleasure Island opened down there, I joined the Comedy Warehouse, which was the first straight up improv show uh -huh. that, that happened. Comedy sports type stuff? A little bit. Uh -huh. A little bit. Not as... Not as heavy as, as comedy sports, I would uh -huh. say. But yeah, some and some sketches, too. Like, we had some Disney sketches. Not telling anybody. I won't tell anybody. Oh, my God. No. I, I, those guys, like Joel McCrary and... Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 it's just, that crowd was just such a great crowd. And coming yeah. up here, I remember uh, coming up here and meeting those guys at Acme. Uh-huh. Did you do stuff at Acme? I have done a couple things there, not much. Back in yeah. the old days, 95, 96, they were yeah. doing Acme Unplugged, and so I met all those people doing that. Okay. And I also met them, uh, I, I produced a show called Quick Wits, which was uh, a syndicated show, and I met those guys then, yeah. too. Uh, Jonathan Mangum yep. and those guys. They've... Boy, they work, they work their asses off, but yeah. they also work really hard, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's amazing what happened with improvisation. It's just truly amazing how it's blown up in the time. Right. You know. Yeah. And I, I and and for the the Brave New Workshop group, there, Douglas Riggs Brave New Workshop. Mm -hmm. um, they've been around for fucking ever too. Exactly since the same time that you know Second City started. Right. Mm hmm. It's changed my life, and it's the way that I live my oh life. Oh my now. gosh! It completely changed my life. I mean, I got a new name as a result of it. You know, Mo came out of the person that, in eighth grade, made me sign up to audition for an improv group. Right. He just said, hey, Mo, and I'm shy girl, <laughs> down the hallway, you know, eighth grade, get over here and sign up. I'm like, what? Who's this Mo? You know. And you remember clearly that at that, that Are moment. you kidding me? I turned bright purple. Oh, beautiful. Because this, this teacher, this amazing, beautiful man, Mr. Ertwin Marvin Jones Harmerding. Whoa, 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 um, whoa. Ertwin is his first name? Ertwin. Or That's Ert old school. Or Herm. Yeah. Mm. Um, my my greatest mentor. You know, he... Uh, yeah, the, during passing time in, in uh, school, and he's like, Hey, Mo! And, oh, God, I was like, oh, I would not want to be that Mo person. 
<laughs> you know, because he was also the football coach and the drama coach. I mean, oh he was a God. presence, just a presence. I'm like, oh. What do you look like? Poor Mo. Oh, he had it. This is good. He was buff, okay? Completely ripped. He had blondish, uh, like perm, like tight, permed hair. Ooh, it was permed or it was natural? No, I believe it was natural. And a, and a mustache, a, gold, a golden mustache. Which Most really team. sounds like a kid's book. The he golden mustache. The golden mustache. Or a porn. Or porn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Golden mustache. Uh, but if you have a name like Ertwin, yeah. you fucking better look you, like that. Yeah, you better. Yeah. Yeah. Ert. Herm. Do you still... It's those people in your fucking life that, that you go, I don't know how this happened, but you changed my life in so many changed different ways. It. Yeah, I mean, he, he split my personality right down the center and gave me the the ability. It took another name for me to get up and, you know, pretend to be somebody else for a while till I realized it was my own skin Right. I was in. When did you realize what your voice was? Do you know what I mean? Because right now there's... <coughs> excuse me, I'm teaching at I.O., and there's a class that they just put in called, it's a level three class, and it's called You, Y-O-U. Yeah. And it doesn't stand for anything. It's called You. And it's about finding your voice and discovering your voice. And I think it's just an awesome yeah, that's class great. to have. Yeah. Because nobody ever fucking talks about that. And if we do, we talk about it in passing. As opposed to, you really got to find your voice. We're like, how the fuck do I do that? Yeah. But you were probably like me in that you found it by doing it and then landing on it. But it changes that voice. You know, it's like I'm completely going through voice change right now. You know, and it's uh, ever present to me because, like, I'm doing a stand up show on Friday mm -hmm. in Fresno, and I haven't done stand up for two years. And that gig, I hadn't done any since like a year and a half prior when that's when I was doing it regularly. And so I don't have. My voice, my stand-up voice hasn't caught up, so I'm having to do my old set. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't match anymore. Wow, do you know what I mean? Cool. So I, right. I feel a bit like um, a liar. You right. know, it's, it's just. Uh, but I got to do this. I got to do this gig. Do you know what I mean? What are you gonna do? Have you been? Have you then been saying to yourself, okay, I got to sit down and uh, craft another ten minutes or fifteen or twenty minutes or set? I guess it means that I'm gonna have to start going up and trying some things but it's it's a very it, it's i i'm not sure you know i had the cancer diagnosis a year ago yes so that's that, what do you do with that right if that's been you know you're if if that's who you are now because that's absolute truth right there's my pre-cancer life and then there's life since diagnosis right. it's just it's cut and dry Right. You, there is never going back. So the voice has to change. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I don't know yet how to do that. Did you have you seen the comedian the uh, the uh, the Jerry Seinfeld documentary where he? Y yeah. It's Wait, the same sort of thing. Did I? It, he's he's he says yes. I'm yes. not going. I'm I'm going. It was that watching him. Yeah. Totally uh, surrender his set. Right. And, and start, do a new set. Start over. Start over again. Yep. So it's the same sort of thing that you're talking about. Yeah. But if I, if, you know, one thing I 
do believe about me and doing stand-up is that it's all about truth. I don't. Right. I'm not a joke teller. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's me telling stories. So, I got to find a way. To, I got to find a way to make cancer funny. Right. Now, when I find that, it's going to serve a greater purpose than I've ever known here. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and I I look forward to that, but. I gotta find a way first. How are you doing that right now? I haven't begun. I wanna. Okay, let me, let's just take that sentence. I haven't begun. I think you've begun. Do you understand what I mean? I, I like you haven't yeah. sat down, but in the meantime, you've opened no, yourself up to it. Nor have I really. I haven't gotten up because I never sat down and wrote right. my set. I didn't. I. I'm suggesting that. That you, your statement, I haven't begun, isn't yeah. true. The fact is, you're you're thinking about it, I am. and you're in process with it. I am. I, the pro. I, yes, I would agree. There is a process that has begun. Right. Do you know what and, I mean? It's and like, for you to say you, you, that you haven't begun, because yeah. I hear a lot of actors saying, "What I'm going to do is this," and it's like, "Aren't you doing that right now?" And I'm yeah. like, well, I guess I am, because the process isn't just having it written down on paper it's leading up to that and right yeah. now you're living your life I'm leading up, to, up to these things yeah I, I try it out on people like the doctors exactly do you know what I mean where yeah. it's like people that understand it or are in it right. somehow I've done a couple of things uh, uh, for you know cancer groups and whatnot and so it's like now there it's the safety ground but for me to go up at you know, the Hollywood improv and go, right. boy, oh boy, well, here's something you don't want to do. You do not want to fart in an MRI. Let right. me just tell you. Do you know what I mean? It's right. like, it's... <laughs> is this thing on? Ba yeah. ba ba. You know? Right, right. But, it's, but, but the, the fact is, this, is... Oh, it's a it, dead tumor. <laughs> but what you said was it serves a greater purpose. It will serve a greater purpose. And, it's not, and, it, what, and part of the greater purpose is to not have to do tap, tap, tap. To, yeah. For people to go... I know what that is. My mother went through it. My father went through Everybody. it. Everybody. Every fucking body has gone through it. Everybody has some relationship to the big C. Right. And that's why, that's one yeah. of the reasons to get back to politics a little bit. It's like, really? You don't, you, you're against this Affordable Care Act? Are you really? Do you <laughs> right. fucking understand it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's so imperative. You know, it's like, all that has become so imperative, like with our unions and everything too. It's like, what do you mean I'm not going to make insurance? Right. It counts now. Right. <laughs> right. It counts now. It's my life oh, now. Now it's, it's your my life, life. And it's your voice and it's your person and it's the whole system yeah. that is who it is that you are. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fail me now. Nope. Nope. You know? Um, Fresno, boy. This is the first year that we haven't done uh, California Summer Arts Festival. I do it every year. And in Fresno? We weren't in Fresno. We were How in Fresno. is it up there? It's motherfucking hot. Oh, it's goddamn it? motherfucking hot. Are you kidding me? Laura I and I no sat in a parking lot last year when we were up in Fresno, and we sat in a parking lot, and it was 108 degrees Come at on. 9 o'clock at night. What? You look at people and you go, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, why? What are you, why are you here? So there's nothing around? Is it just desertish? No, it's, um, I don't mean to make it sound like a paradise, but it is one, it's the most polluted place in, uh, in California. You're you know kidding that? me. No, because of the agriculture. Because of agriculture, because the methane coming from the hamburger machines, I guess they call them cows, and uh, uh, and all that, and and the dust coming up, it's no like, way. So you're bringing them joy, you're bringing them joy. Wow. Right, right. What's the, what club? Casino One, and why not? Right, and why not? Uh huh. 
I with Rebecca know. Corey. Do you know Rebecca Corey? Oh, I just saw. I I, I know Rebecca Corey. We're friends on Facebook. Yeah. And and uh, uh, and she has that lovely dog. That Angel. She has. Yeah. It's incredible. The dog is with her everywhere. Right. Everywhere. Yeah. How do I know Rebecca Corey? I know Rebecca Corey. She is hilarious. And, and she's I, a stand-up, straight she's up She's a stand-up, yeah, and uh, so I'm excited to, you know, we're going to share the headlining. How did you get the gig? Somebody, this this guy Chad, uh, con- who contacted me a while back, but I was not available, and then he, Rebecca had ended up doing something with him, and he's like, hey, uh-huh. how about the two of yous? Right. So nice combo planner. Rebecca and I were like, you know, I th- Rebecca may have suggested it because we've giggled about it before. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, wouldn't it be fun? We should both do a show together. From what I've seen of her, she's really an awesome spirit. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. How about women nowadays, boy? You guys are... Terribly unfunny. That, that's one thing. Yeah. Don't even fucking start oh, with that don't bullshit. don't even. Fucking I will what cut... what the fuck? I will cut you. Were you surprised when you when these comments that are coming out now? What was it? Am the I guy surprised? No, it's just tiresome. Oh, fucking It's tiresome. like, come on, Adam Carolla. I just, know. Just say specifically, this person isn't funny, this person. Don't you dare go and just say, chicks aren't funny. Because you're a liar. Right. That makes you a liar and an idiot. Right. An idiot. An idiot. An idiot first and foremost. Yeah. How do you expect to come across smart if that? That's the kind of comment you're making. And I fucking don't. And, and he, but you're right. I don't believe that he believes that. I fucking don't believe that don't he believes that. Don't say it. Then don't say it. Don't generalize like that. You know? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's tiresome. It's old. Right. And, it, and it's, it's offensive. It's, it's still offensive. Mm, mm, and it gets my goat because right. I'm still here because I'm funny. Right. You know? Now, and, and, and these days, I don't even think about. I don't even think about male or female or no. black or white. I know that that sounds like, oh, I live in Southern California. No, but it's true. Right. Either you're, it, either you're funny or you're not. Right. No matter what. Right. That is and for just, him to fucking say that, uh, you, can't un, you can't take that back. You can't. You fucking can't, you can't take and, that back. You, yeah, you can't, you can't take it back. And, of course, the nature of his comedy and all his stuff, it's like, yeah, you're going to believe it. You're a complete, you know, guy's guy, although that would offend me if I was a guy. To, to have Adam Carolla be the guy's guy. Right, right. And and so if I'm a guy, I'm like Adam Carolla, I'd be pissed. He doesn't represent who I am. Yeah, thank I mean, I you. know that, but nobody represents who anybody is anyway. No. You know what I mean? Guy's guy. I'm a guy's guy. Well, I, well I, if I, you take all my traits that you like, I'm a guy's guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's like, uh, you could put those same listings. We'll use this, that, and the next thing. Well, so is Mo Collins. Right. I, I, I'm a guy's I look at guy. all the people that I work with, and the majority of people that I do duo shows with are women. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know Susan Messing? Yes, Messing I'm doing a show Susan. with her. Are you? Are on you? Saturday at oh. seven at IO. Oh, she she's I, here. She's here. She's getting married. She's marrying Michael McCarthy. I thought they were going, uh, getting married in Chicago. No, they are getting married in Chicago. But for some reason, she's coming here. And I love to, it. All this is only what I got off my newsfeed right. on FB. I love the newsfeed. They call it a newsfeed. It's news. It's newsfeed. It's fucking news. Yeah. Um, but she is one of the fucking ballsiest people, male or female, I fucking know. Yeah. And Carrie is really strong. Yes. And you know when we did that show with Shuli mm-hmm. and like like all that stuff. I look at these women and I don't. I see them as just strong fucking artists. Yeah. Yeah, that can happen. It does happen. <laughs> and I also look at a bunch of guys and I go, you're a fucking douchebag. And yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I think you're a fucking douchebag. Yeah. There's some men that I look at and I improvise with and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? 
I did a show at I.O. the other day, and these two guys made this woman a fucking whore. Of course. And then she went along with it. And I was like, nah, this is not okay. This is not fucking okay. Yeah. I got no problem with her going along with it because if she's funny, it's going to it's going to win anyway. Right. But she she, she, she can she can take it and do it. I mean, she she could be a, a seriously fantastic whore. I I agree with that. I agree with that. But what happened was these guys were doing it to get a laugh. Okay. And nobody walked away from it having been educated about the process at all. Right, right. But she's not, you know, chances are in her education too, she went yes and Right, right, because she doesn't know what yes and means. Because yes and doesn't mean, yeah, I'm a whore, yeah. whore period. But in this country, whore is, <laughs> means uh, king. Right, right, or however way you want to yeah, deal I'm with it in some this, way. This you place. just don't fucking take it. You don't just take it, you yeah. take it and do something with you it. You rise above it. Right, yeah. and, I, and I also feel that we are in charge of the audience. We are in charge of what the audience has expectations of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if we make that okay, at that moment, they're going to think that that's okay. Mm-hmm. When I was in Second City and we take suggestions, you know, I mean, you know what it's like to take suggestions. And some yeah. of the suggestions you go, no. Yeah. No. Because I Dildo. want... Dildo. Right. I want everybody in this Again? audience to know that we're not... Exactly. Okay. Why don't that you we're shove not that, do that suggestion up your... Right. Your, Put it where you want a dildo, yeah. you get a dildo. Yeah. I bet you can have more fun with that. Is that it? Everybody. Like, is that... It's, it's oh. got to be better. Proctologist! Like all that shit. Every, give us an occupation. But if we say that that's not okay... Or... Right. <laughs> oh, thanks for coming. Right. <laughs> How much time are you doing at Casino 101? I don't know. You don't know? I don't really know. You don't know. If you're, if, how does it work if you're a double headliner? I don't know. What do you how do? Each, work? like, 45 minutes? 45 minutes. Yeah, each. Okay. That's all. Just 45 minutes. That's nothing. Right. You're gonna dredge up some stuff from high school. I'm gonna. School. I'm. I. I. You know. I've been going over. I watched my uh, my tape. You know where I, it's an hour and it's like okay. Where is it from? That is one a, was an, from an amalgamation of a bunch of things. You tape? No, I. I. I used to tape every set. Uh huh. You know, just because my sets were so loaded with improv. Right. That. Um, you know, if there was something great, I wanted to remember. Right. Right. That's. I would. Be able to remember. Uh-huh. So it was just a show from uh, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. were on the road for a while. I never really did. No, I um, I would go out periodically. It was it sort of it came up, you know, around town. I was doing like 10, 15 minutes here and there. People would just say, "Hey, Mo, you want to go up?" And I'm like, "Yeah, all right." Um, and then I heard that uh, what year was this? Oh eight, oh seven, or oh eight. Um, that Tampa Improv had a last-minute opening. Their comic had to pull out, and <laughs> four days' notice. Like, do you want a headline for the week? And I'm like, yes. So I'm literally on the airplane with a water bottle, writing possible stories to a tell. A pen would work better, don't you think? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what. Why well, I, I just I wrote on the water bottle like, well, I could, you know, with a pen, I put. There's that story. <laughs> There's that story. And tried to, and tried to yeah, like find some arc to string these stories together so I would actually have an arc to which is a set, right? Right. right Isn't that right. what everybody works for? Their arc. Right, I guess. So I f- worked up an arc on my flight. <laughs> 
and um, I, I headlined. It just did it. I know. And it's one of the things that improvisers do. Yeah, we can. We, we can. We can. Because mm-hmm. we know it's okay. We know how to make people laugh. It's also the... I, I want to say it's courage, but it's, but it's not it's, just that. It's other things as well. It's a confidence to know that every yeah, fucking thing is going to work out. is it? Because that was crazy. And I, you know, I knew it. I mean, I, I've never been so sick as I was before going up for that first show. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Where right. it's like... I gotta, I gotta be up there for a long time. But you probably never felt more alive than in that moment. Couldn't wait to get up there again because it worked. Right. It worked. It, right. it did it. It was like, holy shit, holy shit. Right. I just headlined. Like it was completely victorious. Right. And then I got better and better and better too because I taped everything and went, oh, that's a good. Because so much improv, I mean, the first 15 minutes was just playing with the audience. Right. You know, before anything even started. I didn't know that that's material. There's material within that, that 15 minutes and how fucking juicy that is. If you are just in the moment up there and, you know, comedy's my friend. Right. Comedy will not, it just doesn't let me down. Is it, I, I hear what you're saying and I agree with you, but it's also life is your friend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's about knowing that in all these situations, you you are feeding who you are. Yeah. And you're able to get your voice up because you're yeah. not closing anything off. No, that. I'm keeping it open and you know, I know that they're having a good time with me. I'm engaging to them, I'm working with them, I'm in the moment with them and I'm having fun. Right. And you're sh- and they see that you're having fun. Yeah, and they already have this preconceived notion of you know, Mo Collins from Mad TV, right? right? So it's kind of interesting for them, even if they don't like the content, to go, oh, I can hear Stuart's mother in her voice. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's weird things right. like that that they're sitting there doing. Or all of a sudden they'll shout something out, you know, from Mad TV and I'm on it. Right. You know, because I know that's what got them there. Right. Into the seats. So. And, 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 and you're not just riding on that. You're also knowing that that's... That again, getting back to the voice, that that's part of your voice and that's part of your history. And they are into your history oh, as they well. Love it. And I'm grateful that they're showing up because of that history. Right. And it's also being grateful that you were able to do those shows. Yeah, I, I know. I'm so scared for Friday. And it's so good. Friday. F- the show in Fresno. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. I am. I'm right. scared because it's been so long. Right. And because so much has changed, my energy and everything, and it's just like... Were you married the last time you did... No, uh, no, I was uh, I was single and mm. in hell, but uh, so, which makes it easy to do stand-up. Right, you know? right. Um, it does. <laughs> right. It does. Right. It's a focus. It's oh, a focus. for sure. It's yeah. like all this crap going on. And right. It's like, so I've had to sit down and just sort of tweak my stories to work with current day so it's not completely... Which you said is a lie, or feeling that it's a lie. Yeah, and yet these are things that really happened to me. Right. They're all still true. Right. I just have to put them into context differently. Right. You know? I, 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 I think about all the things that have happened to me. We were talking, we were talking about divorce and all those sort of, sort of things, but other things that happened to me that I tell stories about, and people go, what? <laughs> That's not okay. And I'm like... It is, it is for me. Yeah. You know? I don't look back on those things and think, oh, what a fucking jerk I was at that moment. It's like, oh, that fucking happened. I can't believe that oh, I did that. Oh, the things that. that have happened. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Well, that's my story, you know? There right. you have it. Right. Yeah. And it keeps... And, and you, 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 
and you're evolving. And that's what you're yeah. saying about, you know, like your voice was your voice, but now your voice is this voice and there's an evolution. Mm-hmm. But there's also you're aware that you've got to surrender that old voice in order to let this new thing come in. Yeah. And to let go of that, that comfort, to let go of that comfort is just so hard to do. I know. It's a challenge. It's not that it's hard to do. Yeah. No, I, I get excited about, you know, finding new voice. Because, as you know, I love going up and performing. I love storytelling. I love doing monologues, whatever it is. It's like, it's very selfish, I suppose, too. But um, It's what you're here for, right? That's what keeps me from thinking that it's selfish is that, because I, I mean. do believe that that is what I'm here to serve up. If you did not share that with us, if you did not share that with with us, I would not know you. I would not be here. We would not be doing this. People are going to be listening to this, and they're going to be they're going to realize a bunch of things because you share that stuff with us. Yeah. And any time that you think that it's selfish, it's selfish for you to think that it's selfish. <laughs> you know. You're yeah, not I know. I guess out. it's the actual like you know going up on stage and talking about yourself because such a big part of me as Minnesota girl is right. to you know not take the spotlight. Right. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, like, to share the chores on the farm. Yeah, I'm just throwing that yeah. out. Minnesota yeah. was, but okay. you know, it's like yeah, you you remain humble, right? And and so there's that. They they play against each other. There there's that thing of being humble, but at the same time, it's like, I'm I I am a storyteller because that's I will find common ground with other people, and that's what we're here to do. Ultimately, is connect. Right. That's it in everything we do like our encounters it's about encounters be they long or short you know it's what what's the value on your encounters are they good and positive have you changed somebody have they changed you do you see it do you feel it do you you know go forward with all of that dressing you like right. take you know take good. it take it good let's end there oh we had we started <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, we just really just great. sit down and just go right into it. There's I know no that's like, the way I do okay, it. Okay, let's begin. <laughs> no, I, that's the way. What I've realized was, it's like we just got to sit down and start because that's awesome. Yeah, that's what I've been doing the past few times. Just saying, uh, what's happening? It's great. <laughs> Not even what's happening, but it's like let's just get. Oh, into I know it. it just starts. Yeah. It just starts. Well, thank you so much. Uh, yeah. We're looking at an unveiling in September. Cool. And uh, I'm really so grateful that you came. I'm just so grateful. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. It's really great. Is... Well, let's plan another show. Yeah. I like that. Okay, yeah. Today's episode was sponsored by Aquasurf. With locations in Florida, California, and Hawaii, they are the nation's leading surf instructors. For more information, visit www.aquasurf.com. We are the locals, bra. Thank you for listening to the ADD Comedy Podcast. For Dave Rosowski, I am Ian Foley, and this is Mama Mel. Prepare for enlightenment so bright, it will sunburn your soul with Mama Mel. People are just trying to help when they say, things may be bad, but hey, they could always be worse, right? Yeah, stop that. Doesn't help. Makes about as much sense as saying, I know you have a fist shoved up your ass, but hey, it could have been a foot, right? Indeed, it could have been a foot, but still, it's a fist shoved up my ass. So unless you have some helpful advice, like how to get my car out of repo or getting this fist out of my ass, just keep your glass half full to yourself, all right?